in fucking time now because I am about ready to launch this laptop out of the window. Oh. <laughs> it's all aligned. <laughs> she, Sophie, Sophie is now a robot in this, is this, still uh, dead? In this episode. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's going to be in and out. <laughs> right. We got this. We can wait, hold it together. Wait right we there. I'm going to move together. downstairs. I'm going to move downstairs, so wait there, wait there. Oh, God. This, this might work better. Okay, two seconds, two seconds. You it's, are so it's, backwards it's this really, time. Yeah. It's, it's worse than Katie, I have to say. Oh, she disappeared. Is she disappeared on the actual... We're recording it. She's, Sophie has disappeared for those listening. <laughs> like, I can see her at the bottom of my screen, but I don't know... She's no, just frozen there. Oh, no, now she's gone. Yeah. In the world of, like, having all these incredible inventions, we still can't get things to work off of internet. It's I know. Off of internet? Off of the internet. It's mad, isn't it? Off of the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's so funny, because every now and then, Sophie's smiling at the camera, and it's, fr- it's freezing on her smile, which is brilliant. So you get, like, an occasional... <laughs> Probably the creepiest thing you've ever seen in your life, isn't it? <laughs> and now it's so joyful. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Regardless I'm of it. the issues, you're still smiling. <laughs> I may have internet issues as of next week, so we'll see how it goes. No, no, don't manifest that. I think I think I'm back, girls. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is better, Soph. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that way better. Is this better? Way better. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I've got you're talking it. and it's <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally were not I in time at all. Hang on. I know, I was so mad and I thought, well, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And then I started going and then it's just now, it's just Friday, isn't it, Hans? It's just Fridays. It is. It is. Friday. It's not even Mercury retrograde yet, guys. So we're not even at that point. It's already happening. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on that, bad boy. <laughs> That's usually when technology goes wrong, stuff happens. But today, the energy has been strange because I've had an unusually frantic day at work, an unusually frantic day in just life. And you know, you're like, the energies are very mm-hmm. intense today. And you're like, why is this? I haven't actually researched as to why it's like that today, but <laughs> I felt it for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, ladies, episode three of the She Who Does podcast, we are back by popular demand. But I would say popular demand, Ooh. but we've just rolled with it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't undersell it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's become quite apparent, um, going on through the podcast, you've kind of developed the role of the moon lady, Amy. 
So yeah, I don't know how that's happened, but it sort of has. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely your baby. (laughs) Somehow gave you the role this week of um, giving us some information about the moon and what's happening with the moon. Because, I mean, I was useless at it last time, so it's going to be quite a big one this week, is it not? It is this week. So this week, we'll say this week, we'll get the dates right this time. Because last time I told everyone the new moon was on a totally different day to what it actually was. So this time the full <laughs> moon is on Monday. Nope, that's not, ignore that bit. It's, oh, it is Monday. It's Monday the 26th of <laughs> April and it's going to be a pink moon. You know, we just like, I've got to get this right this time, guys. Because I, uh, I gave myself some shit from the last one. But also some other people were like, you got the date wrong. I'm like, I know. I've highlighted that in my Instagram story. So the next one, yeah, is a full pink moon. So mm-hmm. it's meant to be a super powered moon. So when... Like, I think in one of the episodes, Katie, you talked about the blood moon. So this yeah. just means that all the energies are massively amplified. And it also means that you will see the moon at some phase being pink. So I don't know exactly when we'll see it being pink in the UK because they normally release it near the time. But um, mm-hmm. if you look out from it from about, I think whenever we start to see the moon in the sky, which I don't know about you guys, but sometimes down here at the beach, I usually start seeing it about four o'clock. Um, but you just see it like starting to yeah. come, starting to show itself. Um, so then it would just be a really big ball of pink energy, which um, I'm really looking forward to. And actually on the full moon, on the bigger ones like this, where they're like super moons, more people tend to do like rituals on the beach and rituals for them and stuff like that. So this is going to be big on energy. And maybe we're starting to feel it because I know we've just been saying that we're feeling very frantic. So that could be part of it because it's all about releasing and forgiving and then encouraging new habits and wanting to manifest new amazing things so yeah I will say the last new moon which we just come through from was the Aries new moon and that is the first sign of the zodiac like we touched on before so I don't know if you guys have been picking up on this but there's a lot of new beginnings suddenly just coming to fruition so what we should start seeing Mm -hmm. now what people should start seeing as a result of any manifestations from the last new moon is actually new beginnings or new things are happening yeah so I know you girls have I've spoken to you to death about this but one of the big things I've been trying to manifest was a new place to live and I pretty much got that like a couple of days after the new moon it just happened and I was like I love the moon because I just swear (laughs) that was part of it and it amplifies it so much so I don't know about you guys but I've been feeling or I've been noticing a lot of new beginnings new attitudes obviously spring is coming so that always is a positive vibe anyway but have you felt the energy from that last Mm -hmm. new moon yeah 100 percent. I think it's just kind of like things are happening and it's it feels good and it's you know you're getting all those vibes and stuff but until you touch on like what could be contributing to that it's kind of like oh yeah like that totally makes sense and it totally lines up with what's going on with me at the moment um so yeah Mm -hmm. like the last couple of weeks since the um, last new moon, especially I think since I did the burn list and stuff like that, I've I've definitely noticed like I've felt lighter oh. and yeah, just just different kind of feels towards things. And I don't know, it's just it's been good. Yeah, it's been it's been really positive for me. I think. What about you, Sophie? Well, you know, I said to you girls a few weeks ago that I was feeling like a complete. I wouldn't say a complete mess. It's probably going a little bit too far, but (laughs) probably. Um, 
just feeling like not in sync with stuff and not with it mm-hmm. i feel like the past week that has completely gone out the window so it's more now i feel like well the few things that have unfolded this week with work and new opportunities coming in i feel like that's almost reset itself so all that all that negative nancy stuff is out of the window oh yes Get rid of that negativity. Get rid of all of that. Yeah, so this full moon coming up in April, now that we're just progressing through it, is a Scorpio full moon. So let me just find out from my little book. Is it like a flower moon as well or something like that? Or am I getting confused with something else? Because I was like reading a little bit about it. I think something like, so the, the, it's actually a, it is a pink moon, but some people do call it like slightly different names. So it could be that there's, I think the last one was a wolf moon yeah, that we had. Yeah. So we've gone from a wolf to a pink, which is like quite strange. I don't know if you guys see it on Instagram sometimes where people put the little um, like emoji things up of what the moon is going to be like at that particular time. So um, mm-hmm. it, some of them have got, I think there's ones like there's a worm moon. Yeah. And things like that, isn't there? Which is really bizarre like it's always very very strange when I see that I'm like um a worm moon who decided that this looked like a worm <laughs> who was the person that was like yeah we're gonna just make this one a worm like that's what it's gonna be and you're like okay yeah we'll, we'll settle for that because wolf is kind of powerful right but when you hear like worm you're like what on earth is that like what on earth is that gonna be yeah when I heard that I thought it must mean something else like it can't mean a literal worm yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> really bizarrely so so i'll just give a little insight as to what you can expect when the moon is in scorpio so um oh no this is this is a this is a nightmare so um <laughs> oh no this is what i've done is i've highlighted like ignore this bit this is totally wrong i thought i had a section where it was like telling you but it's actually not so we might need to just forget this bit oh wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> I've skipped it. Here it is. Here it is. When the moon is in Scorpio. Okay, so what you have to do for this moon is, unfortunately, Sophie, I know you said this has been a very emotional time, but this actually might make sense to you now. It's going to be an emotional moon. So these can be very emotional and you have to do a lot of, there's a lot going on beneath the surface, which is what I feel like you've been communicating the last couple of days. Yeah. So... Some of it is that stuff we're not immediately aware of. Other stuff is, is is that we are aware of and it's it's all coming to like fruition. So the advice is to go within. So during the full moon in Scorpio, it's actually quite a good idea to keep a low profile. So low on social media, mm. just go and like journal, go and have a bath with loads of crystals and candles, like all that kind of stuff. Treat yourself and like spoil yourself so that you feel good about you. But don't go out and socialize on the full moon on this one because it's advised not to do that on this one it's really and I know we talked about a burn list which is really really which is really powerful but this one's a really good time to do that so if you haven't done a burn list this is talking about or this is thinking about what you need to let go of so give yourself some time out just to think about those things that you're like oh I really hold on to that or I would really like to work on releasing this from my my self or my soul Mm -hmm. It may be a relationship. So actually, this is a really good moon to end a relationship, which is 
Uh, we're not thinking about that, obviously, but for those of you out there who are, this is the one. So <laughs> make a note. This is your sign. Amy said. Yeah. <laughs> Go and break up with those people you think you need to break up with. I, uh, the moon the moon lady. So um, you can practice breathing. <laughs> Sophie, I know you're really big on breathing workshops, aren't you? And this is a really, really good time to do your breathing oh, workshop yeah. on this moon. It's really good time for that. And... Um, so the final bit of advice is to reflect on your role in crisis. So do you, do you find that crisis or drama like follows you around and are you trying to avoid it? And then there are, well, this moon asks you to examine your connection, actions and circumstances for like why that's happening and why you think that's happening and to address mm-hmm. it. So it's, sort of themed around the idea of letting go right so it's understanding like if you're like oh my god why does everything bad happen to me then it's just sitting with it and being like does everything bad happen to me or am I just making a big deal out of it yeah and then going from there so yeah that's a little uh little Scorpio moon guys <laughs> little Scorpio full moon oh, amazing <laughs> well do you want me to tell you a little bit of a fun story about the last time that I had candles around the bathtub I'm just getting stared at by the cat. Hang on. Um, so I obviously big into my baths, as you know. Um, love all of the the fancy bath stuff, all the bath salts, oils. I'm all into it. I'll sit in there for at least a good two hours if I have to. So I thought, right, let's add a few nice candles around the side and I get all like snuggled in or relaxed. And I'm led there for a minute and I'm thinking... Is oh, it's like the one of the candles gone out or is the incense gone out or something? I didn't realise. I'd got my hair tied up, right? And I'd leant oh, back no. and set fire to my own hair in the bath. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I know. Could so you my instant that? reaction we were... was to just Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> My nice. instant reaction, I just sat up and because we've got a mirror, like a big mirror next to the bath, sat up and I could just see it like on the top of my head. So I just dunked myself straight under the water. Oh, oh my God, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> that is not ideal. <laughs> oh my God. And the smell of burning hair as well. Yeah. Oh, that's on another level. Mate, I legit, I must have sat there for a good 30 seconds thinking, what is that smell? Like thinking I'd knocked a candle over or something. <laughs> I must have sat there for oh, ages. No. <laughs> did you have like I a know. patch where it burnt it? Yeah. Yeah, it disappeared. Oh. <laughs> I know. I shaved half of it off after that, so it was fine. So <laughs> You know, I'm just going to rock it now. Yeah. Like, it's already done it for me. <laughs> There's those like hairdressers now as well that do like, special haircuts with flames and stuff to like get off the split ends have you seen that yeah yeah they'll be like using flames to get rid of people's split ends and stuff like that and I'm just like that is risky business <laughs> yeah it's like whoa, yeah. one if you get a bit of hairspray on there <laughs> it's going up oh not the one. Oh god <laughs> I'll pass yeah we'll pass on that one Second subject of the day, now we've had moon chat, which I feel like 
one, Amy, you've been really sort of like getting into this week. And it's probably because one thingy, I'm going to say thingy Kardashian, because I always get them mixed up. It was Chloe, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Chloe? Yeah. Yeah. So Chloe Kardashian, um, her grandma leaked a photo of her the past couple of weeks um, where she released uh, an unedited photo of her on Instagram. Now, to me, the photo, there was nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Great figure. But to her, it was almost like she felt she needed to portray a certain body image on social media. Like, that blows my mind as as it is in one. But what do you girls think? Katie, you feel really strongly about this. I'm going to let you lead this. Yeah, this this whole this whole subject it just as soon as it came out and people started talking about it, reporting on it and saying like, oh, she, you know, she should be um showing herself in this light and blah 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 and all this and you know, people had really strong opinions of it and almost found it quite funny that this picture had been leaked of her and everything because of the way that she does portray herself. But it's like it comes back to the whole um for me, like just humans dehumanizing other human beings and and it happens in so many ways and this is just one small example of the way that we do it and it's almost like people think that because someone's a celebrity that they signed up to be absolutely ridiculed and torn apart um and for me it was just like I saw that picture and Mm -hmm. it was a relatable picture because she looked real and I was like and she still looked incredible um and and I just thought that was awesome. But at the end of the day, as human beings, like we still have a choice. And if her choice was not to have that picture shown to the world, then that was her right. Um, and that's the bit that I think people don't understand. It's like, oh, well, she should be showing pictures of herself like that. And it's like, well, actually, she can do whatever she likes. At the end of the day, you know, she's a, a human that's been in the spotlight from mm a very, very young age, you know, she's had to deal with rumours that her, you know, father that passed away isn't her real dad, that she's, you know, the the ugly one of two other sisters um, and always been compared to her siblings and things like that. And obviously she's got to a point where she feels like she's worked really hard to, you know, get to the certain level of physique and whatever it is, and it's still not enough. Um but regardless of all of that and how people feel, because obviously people will have different opinions, I think uh, to come back to it and to make it, you know, relatable for most people is it was the fact that something was shared that wasn't her choice. And at the end of the day, we sh- should always have the choice in, you know, what gets shared and what other people see, whether it be online or in personal spaces or things like that, you know, it's, it's, it's taking control and ownership of your body. Um, and if she Mm. didn't want that picture shared, then she didn't want that picture shared. And it's, it's nobody else's place to say, you know, otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think, I think also coming back to it, it's, you know, body confidence and, I don't know, I think body dysmorphia and body issues and things like that are so much more prevalent now because of social media. And I think, I don't know, sometimes I do think maybe celebrities should have to be more honest about procedures they've had and how much money they've paid and, you know, the actual time and effort that is spent to look a certain way as well because a lot of the time these, 
you know, levels of um, physique or whatever it may be are unreachable or unobtainable or actually not even real. Yeah, I um, I totally agree. It's a really, it's a really, um, it's a strange one, like you say, because like it's her choice and she didn't want it showed. And we're all guilty of that. Like the amount of times, like I don't know about you guys, but if I have a family photo, I make them take it like a couple of times until yeah. I'm happy with it. And there's that opinion that it's like yeah. you should be happy of just what you see. And it's like, well, actually, no, if you're going to put that out to a public domain, um, we all want to feel good about ourselves, don't we? So we're not going to put something out there where we're like, oh, I, I feel like I look really crap in that. And body dysmorphia is like a real thing. And I actually openly have really struggled with that. I went to an all girls school and it's before, it was before Instagram actually went to an all girls school and put on quite a bit of weight when I was in my teenage years but not like, not to the extent of like being overweight, but just big for my frame. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I look at how I, I looked back and I realized I was not looking after myself basically and just eating junk food and things like that. And I made a conscious effort to change that. And then when I was 18, 19, I had a gallbladder uh, attack, like I had gallstones and I didn't realize. And I, I was rushed into hospital and I had my gallbladder removed. And then because of that, I now have, well, I've had to totally refine my diet mm. for a start, but um, I know we're going to talk about diet at a different mm. point, but I really struggled with how I look because if I don't exercise and if I don't keep on top of my diet, I get a natural like bloated stomach because my stomach can't digest food the same way anymore. And for years, I felt uncomfortable because I was like, I knew I was bloated. I knew I was like all this stuff. And you know, when you look at photos and you pick yourself apart and I would not put out any photo if I looked like I had a stomach in it. And it, it was like a couple of years like that because it, my body mm. obviously changed. And um, everyone used to be like, oh, you're so like OCD about how you look and like you're being silly. You're not, you know, but when you feel uncomfortable inside, like she obviously felt too uncomfortable to yeah. post that photo because she didn't feel like she looked a certain way. I get it because I would never have put out a photo of me in a bikini a couple of years ago because, and I still don't do it now on social media really, but in terms of like feeling more confident, if I did have one out now, I wouldn't be so worried because I I know that I'm in a different Mm. shape. But I remember when I didn't feel like that, if I'd seen a photo, I was, I was devastated or I'd hide from it. I wouldn't go into a photo with it because I was like, and this also comes a little bit from working in motorsport which Sophie I know that you've done this too but we're surrounded by beautiful women who are in who are scantily clad well this has stopped a little bit now to be fair but in the in the time that we've been working in it we're surrounded by like monster girls rock star girls all like super toned and fit and skinny and like stunning and men just flock to them and it does raise like a level of insecurity I think it has done with me in the past I'm very much like I feel like we've talked about Mm. this as well but when I reached like 28 29 I was like I don't give a shit about this anymore but before that, I was always overanalyzing what I looked like compared to yeah. them. And I, that comes from like working with loads of dudes all the time. And they're just always like talking about those mm-hmm. girls. And now I couldn't give a shit about it. Like if they want to do that, I'm like, yeah, girl, you own it. But for a long time, I was like, oh my God, I don't look like them. I am not one of those girls. And I'm, I've got this really weird bloated stomach, which I couldn't keep control of for a couple of years. And, and yeah, so to have... So the fact that she wanted to like retract it, I get it because she just felt like she hadn't edited it for that purpose. And you're right, Mm. she did look smoking in it. And I was like, oh, wow, like it's a relatable photo because you're a woman and you look smoking hot. But to her, she 
she's got her own insecurities yeah. so she obviously felt the need to just highlight that and retract it so mm. yeah yeah I think over the years as well like I definitely have gone through this, some of the same experiences as you Amy I've really struggled with comparing to my, my comparing myself to um the fitness models on Instagram the you know the really super skinny toned girls that we encounter at the at the bike racing and things like that but um I feel like I've kind of got better as the years go on but yeah I definitely have gone through some really sort of low points where I've either stopped eating completely not been looking after myself to try and get to that point because I am naturally built quite broad-shouldered anyway and I have strong legs from years of kickboxing so I am naturally built that way and the to then try and make my body be something that it's not supposed to be you just end up making yourself one feel even shitter and two you end up making yourself quite poorly yeah so I think yeah definitely I've gone through a similar sort of thing but um I I I totally get where she's coming from with the that's not what she wanted to put out on her social media I mean with the Stu took some photos the other week when we were uh, sea swimming when we was out and I just got a bathing costume on and I thought I looked at it and I thought I could never like I could not post that on Instagram because in my head I think I am not the Instagram standard if that makes sense yeah I get yeah I totally understand that yeah yeah even yeah. though I know there is nothing wrong with my figure and I am healthy but you you always have that little niggle in the back of your mind and you think oh god I'm not going to post that yeah. I had a similar I had a similar experience when I was in Greece last year with Josh yeah it's so weird isn't it and you feel really stupid saying it <laughs> yeah yeah it's so true though because I know it like I know that feeling mm. and me and Josh were like out paddle balling it's blah, blah balling paddle boarding boarding <laughs> and like we were just taking pictures and stuff because it was like really beautiful and I was taking some pictures of him and then he was kind of like oh, I'll take some pictures of you and I instantly thought like <sighs> like oh my god okay like I'm just gonna paddle board and he's gonna take some pictures of me and I was wearing a bikini and mm. like I looked at the pictures and I just thought, oh, like the view and everything's so pretty and stuff. And I was just like, I just don't think I can post these. And it took for him to say like, yeah, you should like, you should post that. Like it looks, it looks fine and whatever. And I was just kind of like, I ended up posting it and I was just like, but the anxiousness that it caused me to post that picture was just like beyond. I just felt so self-conscious and mm. like yeah I just felt like I just wasn't at this level like you were saying so for like Instagram but also I think I look at that picture and I look like a lot of the women that mm. I choose to follow on Instagram um like a couple of years ago my Instagram got deleted and it was probably the best thing that's ever yeah. happened to me because it got rid of all the bullshit that I was following I was following like celebrities mm. that were promoting unhealthy diets I was following like people that edited their pictures to like you know another level to the point where they were changing their whole body shape and I was seeing this on a daily basis you know as I was leisurely scrolling through my phone unknowingly knowing what it was actually doing to my subconscious and how much it was you know having an effect on the way I felt about myself 
Um, and like my Instagram, when it got deleted, I just had an overhaul and I just promised myself that I wouldn't follow anybody that made me feel like inferior or shit or, you know, crap in myself or like I wasn't good enough. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's something that can actually help Mm -hmm. people listening to this. Um, and it was some advice that I would personally give is, you know, if, if you make your social media, like a safe place for you, and if you're, you know, following people that make you doubt your self-worth or that you're not good enough, or you don't look good enough, then take those people off your social media. You, you know, it, it, it can be turned into a positive experience just by kind of altering what you're seeing on a daily basis. Um, and you know, all the women that I follow now, they're like, yeah, look at my cellulite, look at my mm-hmm. bikini line, look at my hairy armpits. Like, do you know what I mean? And some of it's like quite extreme to some people, but then I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. We're all human beings. Like they look <laughs> like me and I look like them. And I'm like, cool. Like, I don't have to worry so much about this stuff. Yeah. I totally understand that. Like I've, I've done a similar thing recently, actually, where I follow like really rad female athletes now, whereas for a long time I was like overly looking at like models Mm. and stuff. And I was like, ah, and especially when I was feeling like I was almost like making it worse by looking at people with flat stomachs because mine was bloated and then just constantly analyzing it. Well, the last, after I got into a really good situation with understanding what my body actually needed food wise or what I could cope with food wise, because that took a long time to refine that because, and even sometimes now I get it wrong. But once I understood that and how much I could eat, and like sort of a process of doing all that and, and looking after myself. Like I realized that I really loved exercise and obviously motocross and stuff that I do anyway works out really well for that. And I just sort of then got to a point where I was like, I can't make, like you say, we can't mold ourselves to be those models. And sometimes I do forget to shave my legs. Like, ah, oh, like I did that the other day. I went to wear something and I was like, oh, my legs forgot. So I just put some long socks on, like really disgustingly. But um, it's one of these things where if you're okay with it and you know it, it's, it's sort of that whole thing of owning it a little bit more, isn't it? And I think as we've touched on last time, when you get a little bit older, you start yeah. to care less about that stuff anyway and you start to own your yourself a little bit more. And I I've realised that I have to exercise to enjoy it yeah. rather than punishing myself because I don't look like that model or I've eaten a burger. Like, it, I, you know, I ha- I went through a phase of almost exercising yeah. as punishment and it's it's not healthy and, and it's because I wanted to look so badly like those girls or like the monster girls. I wanted to look so badly like them because I was a girl in the background always working in motorsport behind the scenes. Like I was never mm. the forefront of it. And realistically, I don't want to be the forefront of it. But there was a part of me that was eating away at my own insecurities because, like I said a minute ago, like all the guys were just like, they're so hot. And I was always like, I'm I'm always going to be this girl in the background. And um, Sophie, it must have been harder for you as well because obviously you're a presenter yeah. at the forefront of it as well. And it's a, it's a, it's a totally different mm-hmm. pressure, isn't it, to be mm-hmm. at that level and be in front of all those people. Yeah, absolutely. I struggled for quite um, a long time after I started presenting with, um, to start with, I I wasn't really too fussed about the way I looked when I was doing it. I was more about, I'm good at my job so I can push myself forward. But then it started to occur to me when I was started doing certain jobs or I felt like, um I had to dress a certain way I felt like I couldn't dress like how I wanted to yeah um but yeah it is it is very daunting and I kind of went through like a really bad patch of that and thinking god I'm a lot stockier than 
those girls. I am a little bit heavier than those girls. And it, do you know what really sets me off right? Is <laughs> because, you know, when you see someone that you haven't seen for a while in the paddock and they, and they go, oh, you look healthy or, oh, you look well. And you think, oh my God, yeah. Are you just being nice? <sighs> or are you generally saying that I've put a bit of weight on? Like, just say it out. <laughs> yeah. That really, that yeah. that really is quite triggering for me almost. Yeah. And they're probably just being genuinely nice. Like, probably saying, oh, you look great. But mm. in my head, I think, well, no, no, that's that's you saying that, that I look bigger or, do you know what I mean? It's a really yeah. silly little thing, but... I'm sure a few people can, mm. can can relate to that, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it does creep up in my mind every now and again when I go to, especially uh, go to new presenting areas. So if I do, it's almost like first job nerves, if that makes sense. So if it's presenting mm. with someone that I've yeah. not presented with before, that can be quite almost a bit anxious. So it's like it's like starting a new job probably six or seven times a year. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have had this. My my mum and my nan are openly really bad for this. So you're right about the healthy thing. If I've put on a little bit of weight, because they always, they don't understand. They're from the generation where exercise wasn't really a big thing. Mm. Like it was just yeah. like, you look what you look like. Um, so they, every time I see them, yeah. if, I've, if I've trained, so I'm looking leaner and I'm working towards that because I want to do, I want to like, you know, sometimes I have a random body goal where I'm like, I want really strong arms this month. And then the next month I'll be like, I've done that now. I don't want to have strong arms because I feel like I don't like how I look. But if I turn up and look lean, they comment on the fact I'm too skinny. They always say, oh, you look a bit like you're not eating. And I'm like, I cannot tell you how much food I eat. But yeah. And then the other opposite end of it is if you put on (laughs) back on that weight, they then go, oh, you're looking much healthier now. You put like, you're looking much more in proportion. And I'm like, Okay, who gave, like, there was one time I called it out and I was like, I don't think I've ever given you, and it doesn't, it wasn't this aggressively said, but it was basically like this. I was like, I haven't given you permission to comment on my body and I don't comment on yours, so don't comment on yeah. mine. Because it's a little bit like that, isn't it? I'm like, I'm not saying to you. Yeah. The thing is, their goal is to lose weight, like, constantly. My mum said it to me today on the phone, actually. She said, I want to lose weight because my sister's engaged and she, well, my sister just got engaged last night. So my mum was like, right, that's it. I'm going to lose weight. And so mm. she'll want people to comment on her losing weight, but she won't want to comment to people on her putting it back on. But they still do it with like me. And I'm like, stop yeah. it. You're yeah. actually feeding. Oh, like you like you say, it's a triggering thing because then your brain's like, I'm too fat. Or like, I've put on too much weight. And then you're like, I need to stop eating so much chocolate or whatever. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it is a trigger point. It is really bizarre how it is, but I totally understand. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like diet culture is such like mm. another subject beyond this particular episode that like you can touch so much more on. But I just feel like commenting on people's weight or appearance should just not be a thing. Like it's like I, f- I follow this girl on um, mm. Instagram and she was paralyzed in a skydiving accident and she has taught herself how to walk again um but she can't feel her legs so she's got no control from the waist down so she can't like control her bladder or anything like that and she's dead funny about it like she makes a joke Mm -hmm. about wearing nappies and things like that and it's like because that's her life and she's just really open about it but she'll say the only time it ever happens is when I go to a shopping center people ask me why I walk a certain way. And she's like, it only happens when I go to a shopping center. People will feel like Mm -hmm. they can come up to me and ask me why I'm walking. Like what they'll say, what's wrong with your leg? 
And she's like, nothing. Like, she'll just say nothing. And they don't know what to say. But, like, you know, just, yeah, yeah, I just just feel like commenting on people's appearance, whether you think you're complimenting them, um, telling them they've lost weight or whatever, like, it just needs to start being something that people don't do to break the ice because what might you think be a compliment or an icebreaker for someone could instantly, like, fizz up all these insecurities um within that person and it's just yeah it's just it's just there's so many other things you can say about a person that doesn't have to necessarily do with something they you know Mm. um something they look like or something they do in their physical being um and yeah I yeah it's I don't Mm. think it will ever fully go away but I feel like it's something that we can relearn over time hopefully Absolutely. I know um, not that long. Well, it's been ongoing, to be honest, for for a few months. But um, I did a, a TV show and I had a when I had really short hair, like the cropped haircut. Um, and that got rebroadcast out in India, I think it was. Um, so I get a lot of messages on social media asking what's wrong with my hair? Why don't I wear my hair that way anymore? Why? don't I cut my hair like it was in that TV show? Why don't I do this to my hair? Why don't I do that to my hair? And I like unbeknownst to them, I actually find that quite triggering because when my hair was cropped that short, I'd lost a load of it. When I get super stressed, I lose my hair. Yeah. So I'd actually at that point of filming this show, I'd actually lost quite a lot of my hair at this point. That's why it was all cut off. But through the magical hairdressing world of extensions we've managed to get some sort of hair back (laughs) so but yeah just those little comments of even someone saying why haven't you got your hairstyle a certain way before can almost think in my head well what's wrong with my hair now Mm. what's what's wrong with it now (laughs) like yeah it's um it's strange people feel the need to do that like feel the need to do it because I've actually like this is probably a good good place to talk about it I'm so insecure about the way I look still even now and it's it's so bizarre but like I joke with Sophie about this all the time but as I've got older I've got a slightly wonkier eye on my right side to the point where I've actually researched surgery to go and get it sorted out part of it is there's a bit of backstory to this part of it is I actually get some headaches and I think it's attributed to that but part of it is that I just look at it so much like absolutely dislike that part of me. I'm not gonna say hate because I don't hate myself, but I really, really dislike it to the point where it it makes me angry. Like looking at it, I'm like, ah, oh. and it's only the last couple of years it's really got to me. And then also the last couple of years, what's happened is when I was younger, I smashed out my tooth, like mm-hmm. this front tooth here. I smashed it out completely and they put it back in. So there's two things that can happen there. Your tooth either adapts back into like your mouth so that it like goes back to normal colour um, or it dies. So mine is yeah. essentially dying. And so as it's dying, it's going yellow. And obviously I smile all the time and I'm so self-conscious of it now because I've noticed it's starting to go yellow and I brush it to death and everything. But obviously the more you brush it, the more enamel comes off. And then going to the dentist, they're like, yeah, it's going to cost you like 20 grand to do this. And I'm pretty sure I need to get another dentist to quote me on this. But um, it's those <laughs> kind of things where I have literally... I was going to say 20 grand. <laughs> I know, because they were like, they have to have the whole front done. But I, I really want whiter teeth and I've been trying to get teeth whitening kit for ages, but they said I can't do it because it will make that one more yellow and the others will be really bright and then it'll just be more obvious. So I'm like oh God, this is a nightmare. And then recently, <laughs> um, I started, 
I'm going to be open about this because I don't, don't feel embarrassed about it. People are like, don't talk about it. But I started getting Botox and I'm not getting it for the, t- I actually got it initially to try and raise my eye up here because mm-hmm. it was bugging me so much. Um, and I only get it like here on my forehead to lift it up slightly. But then I, then I realized how dangerous Botox is because it does change mm-hmm. how you look and it has changed how I look only slightly, but enough for me to be like, I really like this. And then suddenly you start looking <laughs> at your face. You're like, I could do it here and here. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I need to remember why I got it done in the first place. And okay, I really like it in the sense that it's moved it slightly and taken the focus off of me being so much like, oh, I hate my eye mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it also removed some wrinkles. So then I was like, I look younger. Mm-hmm. And then I'm almost encouraging people. <laughs> then I'm almost saying to people like, oh, do, do you like how I look? And you make more of a thing of it, which is so stupid. So I went, after I had it done, I went to see my family and I was like, do I look younger? <laughs> And they're like, why are you being so weird? Um, but actually, no one notices it. What I've noticed from Botox as well is it only changed how I felt about myself. Didn't change anything about how anyone else saw me. So once I realized it was just me, I was like, actually, I don't need to do anything else. Like, Because you can go, go, go down like a slippery hole. But everyone around me was like, I never even noticed you got it done. And I was like, oh, well okay, this is just for me then. Because if yeah. it, no one else is noticing, <laughs> it has to be just for you. But yeah, plastic surgery is a slippery slope. And I have um, I remember saying to Sophie, I was yeah. going to get it done. But yeah, I, uh, that's literally the only place I'll get it now. But if it makes you feel better, then do it. Like that's another thing like I completely advocate. Like if, it, if it's going to make you feel better, it's your body at the end of the day. It's like tattoos, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Do Like do what you want to do. Like I'm all for Botox. I love that shit. I, I, <laughs> like from a really young age, I had really deep lines in my forehead and like I was so self-conscious of them. So like once or twice a year now, I just get it topped up and it just makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. And because I was working in the makeup industry for such a long time, I think it was even more noticeable. But it's like what you said, Amy, it hit the nail on the head. Like some of my friends are like reaching their 30s now and they're kind of toying with the idea of having it. And I'll say to them, oh, I have Botox done. And they're like, what? You didn't even need it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, I felt like I did. So like, yeah. so I got it done. But yeah, it's 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 seriously not for anybody else but yourself. It's like I was toying with the idea of having a boob job because I was just like, you know, I just thought I like gained weight and lost weight and gained weight and I just didn't feel as good about myself. And I honestly realized that the reason that I wanted a boob job was actually going back to social media. And it was because mm-hmm. of the people that I was following at the time. And now that I follow different people, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm actually like, there's, there's, there's other things that are important. I would rather spend five grand on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, yeah. If, I mean, if it's for you genuinely to make you happy, um, like the Botox was for me, do it. But if it's like, for example, the boob job where you're thinking, oh, it's going to make me happier and because I'm going to look more like those people and they look like they're having such a great time with their fake titties, then like, (laughs) you know, that wasn't the right thing for me to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And it probably wasn't going to change my life. So, yeah, there's like there's two different sides of it, isn't there? Mm, Completely. I've had two friends that have had boob jobs and both of them have had it removed now. Like they're literally like, I don't know why I got it. It's bizarre. Like just... They, like you say, they got to a point where they're like, actually, did it? It didn't make it any better. It just meant I had bigger boobs. <laughs> that was it. So they're mm-hmm. like, I've just had them removed. So um, I found that bizarre because obviously for a long time we were. That was a big thing, wasn't it? Getting boob jobs was like a massive thing for yeah. us in our age group. And then um, 
boob jobs and nose jobs, I feel like I heard loads of stuff about for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden it's become almost the opposite. Like you say, like really untrendy to have that. Unless you're so insecure that you feel like you need it for yourself and that's mm-hmm. your own, you know, that's your own thing. So go and get it done if you really want it done. But yeah, we were almost in that like glamour girl era where we were boob jobs were the mm. thing that you had. And now suddenly yeah. everyone's like, oh, actually, like if it's for that reason, it's not cool anymore. Like it's not the thing. Yeah. So um, I'm pleased that phased out because that glamour era was a bit much with all that. So yeah, please, I was too young to have it done then. So I would have done the same because I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So I reckon that'll probably round up episode three a little bit. I just want to jump on and say a big thank you to everyone that subscribed on Patreon. Um, we've got stickers, pin badges to send out to everyone at the moment. So bear with and I will get them posted out ASAP. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy the full moon. Yes, embrace yeah, it. Yeah, the pink moon. I dyed my hair to match the moon. I know, we haven't even spoke about your pink hair. <laughs> yeah, well, we did to start with, but you went on this bit because you were having issues. <laughs> so I dyed my hair pink. <laughs> it's your girl's turn next. So if you said you were going to do the split dye, so you need to do that. <laughs> and Amy, you just need to like dip your big toe in the pink hair water. I know. I know. <sighs> you guys are so good with hair, though, and I fail. Sophie, have you frozen? <laughs> I think I'm thinking I'll log in. Am I lagging? <laughs> Sophie, come back. Come back. Oh, we did so well. So well. And it's just died. Like, no. Am I, am I here? <laughs> I jinxed it, didn't I? Like, you Sophie did. was like, okay, we're good. And I was like, no, like, we're not. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Right, we get the thumbs up, we're good. Right. Um, so that rounds up episode three of the She Who Does podcast. Um, Katie, do you want to do your bye? Okay. Oh, bye. <laughs> Katie, you did it wrong. You did bye, guys, last oh. time. Oh, guys. Oh, sorry. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best sign off every time. It just we just need to end it on safe um, on safe on Katie saying that. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> right. May, maybe we all try and do it on three. Okay. Okay. Is she lagging? You this can't go well. <laughs> No, I didn't hear any of that because I'm completely like <laughs> 10 seconds later than you guys. <laughs> you you count us down, so if okay, you count okay, us okay. down. You're the lagger, so you count <laughs> us down. One, two, three. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>